Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. For over 30 years, I have acted in horror films. My fans like to know some things about those horror films, so today we're going to answer those questions in a horrific episode. <laughs> Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Waitland. So uh, you may not be as tough, Roxy, as my daughter, as you've heard, Amy is so rough on me when she does my tapings, as I've mentioned on this podcast. You deserve it. I deserve it. (laughs) So rate me on my horrific, scary, hosty person just now. I thought that the voice and the laugh were excellent. Okay. I think that the the blood that somehow made it up into your hairline. Out of my hair? <laughs> what? I, I, if you can't see on YouTube, I have two little blood streaks. On it's my, this is an evergreen show. Look back at me. Yeah, it's all up here. What? <laughs> so good. Okay. I hope that Mr. Fantabulous can see it. Mr. Fantabulous, can you see the blood on my head? Um, both fortunately and unfortunately for you, it's very visible. Um, <laughs> it's so just exciting. say it's a part of the costume. I think, I mean, I should have just leaned into it. <laughs> You're I'm bleeding from your mouth and then also just from your widow's just, peak. Just from my reason. widow's peak. Is it in the middle? Is that where it's it like is? to the it's side. Everywhere, yeah. Sean. How like, did that even... I don't the know more you rub it, the more it goes. Please. <laughs> I would just leave it. You can be a vampire who also got a little boo-boo on your head. Okay. Now it's just a red hue. Yeah, but that, like that makes that ma- that's a spookiness. I'm going to say that that adds to the spooky. But I was actually just asking about performance, not about costume and makeup. Well, I thought the performance was excellent, but oh, okay. as you were just telling me, sometimes you need to make sure you look the part. That's correct. So, that is correct. I don't know if if this character has but blood in his forehead. But instead of assuming it was a mistake, why didn't you go, "Ooh, what an interesting choice with the blood on your head. I did I did think that at first. I did. Did you? No. But you no, you never did. Yes and. Yes. And also no. And also no. <laughs> well, it's totally me. Do you know that when I was a kid in school at my lunch table, speaking of horrific stories, I my friends would go, dude, it's so awful eating lunch with you because you're covered with stains at the end. And how did you get the rice in your hair? And I would sit at lunch and I would eat wow. and then it would stick to my hands. Is and I would always thing. And I would sit. This is when I was li- younger. But then it's one of those things where, you know, you're branded that way your whole life. Mm -hmm. So then I don't see my friend for 30 years, my friend Vincent Vallega. I'll sit with him and we'll be talking and I'll ultimately spill something on my shirt. And he goes, see, always. And I go, no, not always. Just like today, the first time in five years. But of course it's in front of you. And of course it just just, uh, horrifically uh, makes my stereotype even stronger. I don't know if I believe you. You don't you don't believe that it doesn't happen that often? Yeah. My wow. grandmother always has crap on her shirt mm-hmm. uh, right on her chest area it drops and she says, "But I have the cleanest shoes in the business." <laughs> That's a nice one. 
Yeah. I'm usually, but you know what? I am a little like I. I sometimes get mad and go, I don't even know how that you know whatever it was barbecue sauce got on my waist. Like how did that even you know? It does happen. So I'm sad that my beautiful, horrific tongue, uh, you know, vampire blood. They're doing okay, Sean. It's, it's Halloween. All right. It all it's flies. All. It's all. So this is an evergreen show, but it's a Halloween in here in Los Angeles. It's the day before Halloween, so Hallows I wore my Eve? little. All Hallows, All Hallows Eve. Eve. Yeah. Mischief and, uh, Night? Mischief Night. I'm wearing a little ghost shirt. and uh, trying to I, show me up again. No, Roxy's got a green shirt, which could be green scary goo. Green goblin. Green goblins. Mm-hmm. You know. So very good stuff like that. So we're going to talk about my horror career. A lot of people I think I've mentioned have said... How did you get into horror? And I said, well, it's the audition that came in that day. But sometimes then when you get into it and start doing more, other people see you in that genre and you start getting more work. And so. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Since it's our Halloween-type episode and horror episode, we're going to answer those questions. And with me to do that is, as always, Miss Phenomenal. I feel like you should have a a scarier name today. Like what? Ms. It's like what, how all the people do on Twitter. They Mrs. change their names. Well, like the Simpsons that they do on their Halloween special. They always change their names. Like Miss Freak Nominal, maybe. Or, or what's a good F? What's a good yeah, but F But I think instead of going one? off that, you should go off like Stryer. So like Scarier. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't Roxy, laugh like mine was much Roxy worse than yours. Roxy Skyer. As mm-hmm. always, my ho- Roxy Scare. People that's under not the bare. Stryers. People under the Stryers. That's not bad. And Mr. Fantabulous, uh, Jeff. Hmm. Grayskull. Grand. Jeff Grand. <laughs> that's okay. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, actually. that's a good one. G R A H H H H H H A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just scaring. Uh, but before we do get into the questions from uh, our listeners about my horror career, we're going to talk about my week. And guys, Sean's week, horror edition. Oh, ooh. So make it a spooky voice. Ready? On three. One, two, three. Sean's week. That was good. I felt like there was a there was a scary vampire, Mr. Fantabulous. I feel like... I I think I went for a witchiness. I did like out to polterize. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that is that? You guys know what I'm talking about? Is that Nightmare Before Christmas? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. No. What is it? Uh, yeah. No, 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 it's of... the, is it the song in the haunted oh, house at Disneyland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that song? I don't know. I, um, but I know what you're talking okay, about. In the you. graveyard, right? Out to uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was like, blink, 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 right? Blink, blink, blink. Okay. So anyway, I went to a convention this week, Chiller Theater in New Jersey. I met some, it was kind of weird. It's it, it was more of a horror thing, but it's definitely changed. I was in the room with the cast of Fame, the TV show. I'm going to live forever? Yeah. With uh, wow. Nia Peoples. Got to meet Nia Peoples and Jesse, who was very cool. And met some very cool people where they both teach. And so hopefully I'll be... Uh, 
uh, meeting with Jesse in San Antonio to work with him on some teaching and another couple people. So that was, it was very cool. And uh, saw some old friends, Hannah Hall, who I did a Criminal Minds with. Wait, Sean, uh, I think you dropped something. Name drop. Hannah Hall. Hall. <laughs> How is Hannah Hall? How is Hannah Hall just like a working actress like me? Just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> but Curtis Armstrong, I'll drop that. Uh, who's Wait, uh, I, Revenge I see, of the I think Nerds. I see a there Curtis on the floor. There it is. Uh, ran into him, and I don't. I don't know how. You know, if our listeners know this, but I've talked about the movie What's Up Doc, one of my favorite comedies, classic farce, wonderful, Austin Pendleton from that movie. And a famous New York actor, really great, I guess, Doc to him, Rodney Allen Rippey, and Melissa Gilbert, and a bunch of people like that. So it was fun. Cool. It was fun. Um, a lot of fans and, there? Uh, what's that? A lot of fans there? Uh, yeah, it was, but it rained on Sunday, and boy, did that keep them away. It, it rained really on your did. parade. It rained on our parade. It wasn't a parade, though. It was what a convention. Have, it rained on your convention. Oh, man. So, anyway. Same page. Talk about always. horrifying. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I think you're going to be singing that song all day. Um, I also, uh, the big news was for my horror comedy, they created Crust the Monster. When are we able to show people this? Uh, not yet. I have to talk to Tulane and Jason. We are going to be rolling out some uh, promo stuff that's why we got them done i am so obsessed roxy with this had monster. the most incredible reaction i sent it to the f- people that are in the cast and as you know if you listen to the show roxy is part of the cast so i sent it to the people in the cast everyone was like that's cool so great he's alive it's happening it's really good and roxy like after a few hours goes i'm obsessed i've watched this well, video immediately I, times. I just wrote because uh, it was a few hours later yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but i wrote oh my god and yeah you said and, oh my Oh my god, oh what? My god like, what? Like what? <laughs> like yeah. Like oh my god in a good way. Like oh my god, you know. What? Oh my god in a millennial 2019 <laughs> kind of way. Sean. Right. And, uh, it's uh, so great. I mean, it, I don't even want to give away what I right, related it to, because, right. but you were like, that's exactly what we were going yeah, for, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I just think it. It's so perfect. Yeah, and I really am proud that this movie and and actually, Mister Fantabulous saw it before uh, this up before Please we shot today. Call him by his proper name. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, Jeff Gra <laughs> uh, saw it today, and um, I think what's nice about it is that we are going kind of old school. It's not going to be digit a digital movie. It's going to be very practical. I think that this would not work as well otherwise. Yeah, yeah, I really don't. And I think you're going to get the intimacy. Even if you had a millions and millions of dollars, I this yeah. is the perfect yeah. perfect monster. Yeah. And he's uh, oh, I love him so much. He's sitting in my, he's sitting in my uh bedroom staring at uh me all night. So it's a little creepy. It is really creepy. And you uh, sent a picture of me to it with your cat and, and I you was were very afraid. concerned. You're concerned for, for both that. for both creatures. For both creatures, I know, absolutely. Uh so that's really Really exciting as well. And then uh, a couple of possible good news down the pike about another horror adventure from a very prominent horror person. So Albert Hitchcock. Albert Hitchcock, yeah. It was an old, we were laughing today, Felissa Rose and I, who's Star Sleepaway Camp and stuff, we were saying that this. The Chiller Theater is really a retro con. Like, the big thing was that the banana splits were together for the first time in a long time. A lot of people don't even know what the banana, banana splits are. 
Uh, do you know what they are? I don't know. They're like a f- they were furry costumes, and it was tra la la tra la 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 tra la la la. Yeah, and they were silly, and 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 so we were laughing like, wow, who was there? We're like Lon Chaney, not Junior, Senior, Vincent Price. Like, I mean, but it was it was very retro, so that was very interesting. Sleepaway Camp for my first time this year, and I just thought it was amazing. It's amazing, right? Awesome. So we'll have to have Felissa in here. I would die. Yeah. No, I mean, they yeah. They to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would be very cool. So, like I said, I've done horror movies for a long time. A lot of people ask me the same. You know, lo- there's a lot of questions on podcasts and stuff. Interviewers that ask me some stuff when I go to horror conventions. But I was really interested in what you guys had questions of. Uh, the listeners to our show, what kind of questions you have. There may be some coming in today as we listen. I don't know. But uh, we did ask on social media, and we got some. You know? Yeah, we, we have did tons get of some. them. All right. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, speaking of fan interaction. Yeah, John, it's a great way for people to stay in touch with us because, yes, this is a question-centered episode where we're doing 30 Years an Actor Horror Edition. Right. But all the time we're pulling questions, comments, concerns from you guys at home. So how can you let us know what you're thinking? Well, you can rate, comment, and subscribe. That's all over the place. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you are. Give us that five star, that thumbs up, and then leave a comment so we can know what you guys are thinking. It also helps us with the algorithm all that math stuff that Sean and I are oh so good at. Very good. If you guys are giving those thumbs up and uh, letting us know what you think in all of those places. And today, instead of reading one of those comments because we've been gathering all of them, I'm just yes. going to make sure that I give a lot of love to the people who did submit questions on your Facebook page, your Instagram, the email that we had sent out. Yeah. But I did want to say for anybody who didn't know, we are live every single Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and that is on AfterBuzz TV's YouTube. So shout out to uh, William Belford, Billy Belford, and Glenn Caesar in here right now who are asking questions live with us. Live. So happy to have I'm you guys join. very excited. And uh, yeah, I just think uh, anybody who wants to ask questions during the show, if you join in live, there's yeah, a greater chance in. that you will have your question read did on the, Did the color in here remind you of now I feel like we're in a spaceship in the 70s? Do you know what I mean? I, but the music is so not 70s-ish. No, no. When the lights I know, changed, but it's hard because all I'm I hearing felt, is this. Right, right. I just, I was so taken by that. It felt like I went into, like, a Roger Corman 1970s space movie, and this is the You know what? Yes, it, it did, Sean. Yes, yes and. It, yes, yes, it did it. feel like that. Yes, and. And also, and it felt also. like a studio still. <laughs> I'm trying to go for Halloween with the lighting. With the low, is that what it is? Yeah, that was that was the goal. I, I get think it. I accomplished uh, Roger Corman via set. Do you know what I mean, though? Uh, do you know what I Jeff Grubb? The speed, the speed at which I transitioned the lights. And to echo Roxy, that's a great chance for you guys. If you're on the podcast, check out our YouTube show. Yeah, check out the YouTube. See, uh, see the fun Halloween slash spaceship. I'm a fan too. of uh, doing it both ways, listening to the podcast and the YouTube, because I think you get a different experience for both. So, I uh, agree. Yeah. I also am hoping that the people that were on iTunes switched over just to see what it looked like to have blood in John's hair. <laughs> uh, I second that. Don't look at me like that, Sean this Whalen. Is, this is what's called Ooh. dead. It's a horror episode. What is dead yours? Pan. What is yours, though? What is no, my one? Really, Sean instead of Graham. Oh, no. I, yeah, we didn't really think of mine, right? Spooky whale. Sha, sha. Whale. Oh, whaling. Oh, whaling. Sean whaling. Sean whaling. Yeah, yes. Yes, I like it. 
All right. So, shall we dive in with our live questions, or did you want to go a different way? It's up to you. No, You're in charge. Exa- I am. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to start asking some questions. So, most of these are, a lot of these are horror-themed, and a lot of them are just more questions for you, Sean. Okay. Because 30 years an actor, and that is you. Let's talk, let's start with uh, from Fly White Guy 83 because who doesn't love a Fly White Guy? Of course. Just a general question off the bat. I know you've talked a little bit about it on this show before, but because people might not have heard, how was filming Twister? Uh, Twister was, there was some, someone who asked me that recently who said, was it, you know, how did you deal with being in such an intense movie? But you have to understand when you make movies, um, and I guess you could say I, it's a, you know, it's a disaster movie, which is could be horrific, which kind of falls into horror, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that the te- the tenseness that you see on screen, it took us six months to do. So when you do these scenes, the, the way I kind of tell people how it went was we would all get in our trucks, line up. They would say go. We would drive like a quarter mile down a speeding road, you know, looking out our windows, saying our lines, and then we'd stop. And then because they were small dirt roads, we'd have to do like a 16-point turn, like like turning them forward, back, forward, back, forward, back, forward, back. Then turn around, get to our original mark, about a quarter mile back where we started, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until we're straightened up again, and then do it again. So it the intenseness came in such little bits they they say that you know you're on a set for 12 hours but you're probably only shooting for like three to four Mm -hmm. you know because the rest is all setting up those stuff so the intensity was kind of split up but it was long and arduous but then there you know it was always funner when we got to do group stuff so at aunt meg's house we all got to hang out around the dining room table when we were hiding in the garage when it hit the drive-in and we all went into a garage we were all together in the little garage pit what is that called under a car when you're you know how they get under a car and they work on a car underneath mm-hmm. i don't uh, know what that's called that but that's where we that were they lifted up yeah and... well this isn't a lift one this is one of those ones you go down in it and they don't have to lift the car you're just underneath it in a little like, like a pit cubby yeah it's like a pit almost that's where we were that's another one that we were all together um, when, towards the end, when we were all together watching the final tornado. You know, those those were probably some of the funnest. But listen, Alan Ruck, who's such a great guy, I was in a truck with him for m- many, many moons, and he was a blast. He was Love so that. chill and fun, and, uh, and we had got to wait a lot. So I remember just sitting in Phil Hoffman's trailer and alan's trailer and i think i talked about this is like watching movies in there and bill and helen's they you know because they had they were a little upper echelon so they had more they had tv screens and video uh recorder play you know we played vcrs and play movies and that's what we would do all right moving on because there's a lot of questions this one is coming from victoria strat stradner everybody who knows me knows i butcher last names i'm so sorry okay stradner Okay, Stratner. Stratner. Stratner? Stratner. Wow. Stratner. Okay. All right. The D and the T are really throwing the me off. The D and the T is tough. Have any of the roles you've played ever scared you for life, mentally, physically, or metaphorically? That's a really good one. Um, I don't 
I, I can't say that something like messed me up. I've heard about, you know, there like was the a Heath rumor Ledger. about the Heath Ledger mm-hmm. that that really messed him up. Um, I, well, I think, think you've worked really hard on your mental health and well-being. Yeah, I kind of have worked on my mental health and well-being. And I also just loved playing pretend. And, you know, there's some catharticness of being doing things that you know you can't do in real life. So, you know, let's say I'm playing a murderer and I'm going to, you know, be a murderer in a in a the thing I'm shooting. Well, you know, a guy cuts me off in traffic. Well, I can't murder that guy, but I can think about it later when I'm being the murderer and go, oh, well, that's maybe, you know, that little bit of anger. And obviously it's uh, turned into a sociopathic level when you become that guy. But, you know, I've always had fun playing that. And I think I loved doing haunted houses as a kid. So I loved scaring. So I think being it's just like when you do comedy and you're laughing at your own jokes, which I don't think is really great when you're doing a comedy scene. That when you're doing scary, you should not be scared of yourself because I think it takes away from it, if that makes sense. Uh, I I enjoy what they're enjoying. If they're messing you up. Oh, I can, I can say. Okay. Let me just say. I did a movie called uh, Axe Murder of Velisca. And I had to go around this house and kill a mom, a dad, and these little kids. And, and so I had to swing an axe above my head and swing it down. It was rubber, and they stopped it, but this little girl who was like five years old and her sister who was like 10, the whole thing is the sister takes the little, her little sister out of her bed and starts trying to drag her away from me, and I walk in, I stand above, bring it above my head and bring it down. And that little girl's face when I did that, you know, was so terrifying that that's the only time, you know, as soon as they all cut, I just drop to my knees and go, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you fine? You know. Um, and then Aww. it was... Was she okay? She was totally fine. Aww. She was totally fine. But I just said, I'm going to scare you. I, you know, and I did a little different each time. So it would be a little different, a little more menacing. Maybe it'd take a little longer. Maybe it'd swing a little, you know, stall a little more with the anticipation. And she loved it. She was one of these little kids that loved it. But man, that was a rough face to look at, you know, thinking, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it was really. Yeah, look at me. I look really handsome. I like that you looked at yourself and said that was a rough face to look at. (laughs) Yeah, that's a rough face to look. Well, I'm covered in blood and not and not uh, accidentally, unfortunately. Sean, can I piggyback off that question? Yes. Um, You get booked a lot for horror. You're a very versatile actor and you've played a lot of different stuff. But it feels like horror is a good go to for you. Two questions around this. One, do you like the amount of horror that you book? Right. And two, I feel like I've worked with you long enough to know that you're a pretty sweet, sensitive guy. I hope okay. that's okay for me to say. But yeah. Is it hard for you to get there because you often get cast as these like kind of brutal dudes? Should have submitted your question. I mean, I'm in trouble. I that I get busted. I mean that. Uh, uh, no, not really. Because again, I think that's a a fun, pretend, healthy way to get out some of your frustrations. You know what I mean? You get to be. That's the funnest part of pretending, right? Is that you get to be something you're not. So, you know, to I think it's fun to pretend. I mean, most of the time, honestly, I play people who get killed. You know, I'm always the, the goofy person that gets killed. And most of the things that I've done, I'm very rarely, except that one you just showed, the murderer or the bad guy at the. But I think that it's, kind of surprises me. What do you mean? 
Well, I just... That I'm the goofy guy to get murdered? Or yeah, yeah, because I think that you play that so well. The menacing type. Like, yeah, I mean, like I haven't the got Defoe to do it. it's the thing, where you have got a yeah. unique look, and, like... I've only got to do it a couple times. Um, there was a movie called Street Level, which my friend Rick Rogers from Oz coached me on, and, man, he just said, you're the smartest guy in the room. And I was just talking candidly about how a woman made fun of me, and then her friends made fun of me. And I didn't really appreciate that. So there was a lot of holes I had to dig that week in that town. And they're not laughing at me anymore. And just talking about it like I went to the grocery. Very matter of fact, which is much more creepy. And then the scene ends with I say, so, you know, and I'm meeting. It's two serial killers meeting up after a long time. And I say, so you're going to share or what? And he goes, okay. And he walks over, he lifts up a freezer, and there's like a girl crying with her a mouth gagged. And there's a shot of us just looking down at her, and then I just lean in and examine her. And then the thing goes black. It's very creepy. But I think the fun for me was knowing that that's going to have people in the audience going, ooh, God. So to get into it more, knowing that that's the effect, as opposed to going, you know, I really want to chop her up and put her in my lasagna. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, This is a question I'm going to kind of do what Jeff did, because this is a question somebody asked, but I'm going to piggyback off of okay. it as well. Scentless underscore Apprentice 666, ooh, spooky in itself, Very. says, Wizards of Waverly Place, mm. didn't you play as a ghost? I did. So my question to you is, when you're cast as some, because this is not a conventional horror show. Of course not. But you're being cast as a spooky character, a ghost uh, character, right? What do you do on a non-horror show when you are that character? How do you play that differently? Well, the fun thing, what I mean, first of all, you have to know everything you're walking into. It's a Halloween episode, and I'm playing a ghost. Done. Know it. Secondly, you do say this is a kids show. It is a Disney kids show, so there's comic elements to it. The only part that was really scary was uh, this effect they did at the end where I, uh, I say, well, I'm going to do this spooky thing. And, you know, it goes wry, and Selena Gomez's character gets annoyed, and then they put in an effect to have my head get really big and my eyes bug out and my tongue stick out. And that was like a fun jump scare. But the rest of it was just playing, uh, you know, the fun of the character. It's one of those characters that was called Mantooth, and you think... I have no idea what they want. And I, I mean, they, it honestly could have been any shape or size. It was so broad. And I went in there and I just knew I wanted to play it funny and creepy like this. And when I did that, they, are, they had known me from other couple of shows that I've already done. They knew I could pull it off. Um, so, yeah, I think the main thing is serves to serve that story in that world first. And then the button is that you're a, a scary person within that world do you know what i mean yeah there yeah so there another good the, time to switch over to youtube as we're pulling up images yeah of pulling up many images roles. of my renny rolls but yeah and it was really fun i didn't know how they were going to dress me and they did me kind of steampunk which was kind of fun but there was really fun times where i'd say okay now i'm going to do a scare and the first one you know i'd put my hand up over my eyes like this and go boogity 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 and she's like that's it and he goes well i have another one 
And she says, uh, oh, yeah, do that one, the scary one. And I go, okay, uh, boogity, boogity. She goes, come on. I go, they all start that way, okay? You know, and then I go, boogity, boogity. And that's when they have the head, like, go really big and explodey. That's great. Yeah, so it was, uh, I think the thing is, like I said, it's, it's a fun kid show. you got to lean into that. As this is our horror edition, yes. uh, Billy Belford says, what are some starter horror movies for someone to get into the genre? To get into the genre, what I would do is, I, I really, really, really believe in this, get on social media. Get on social media. There are tons of groups on Facebook horror groups now they'll talk about movies and they'll post stuff about you know hey i saw this you know they'll talk about the latest horror movies that came out um but i would get into that world i would also go to conventions but he's saying starter movies to get right into right, the right. Genre. right so i'm saying those are the places to meet people and then you'll see people who are say hey actor trying to get into some horror movies there'll be some independent filmmakers so i would say either horror find some friends like i've already talked about and do a horror short i mean about you, what are some starter horror movies to get into the genre if you're interested in the genre i don't know what you mean though like, like what, what movie types? should they watch oh oh i'm sorry i thought you were asking to be an I'm actor assume, in no it. i think jeff what do you think that's what he means right read it again uh what are some starter horror movies for someone to get into the genre? Oh, so they're not really asking. They okay. just want to know what are some. Indie- yeah. Okay. Okay. To watch. Um, listen, I would pick a uh, the different categories. I'd say a slasher movie, a classic slasher would be Halloween. I think if you're going to go creepy, you go start from the beginning and do Psycho. You know, Psycho, Halloween. I would say if you're going to do paranormal stuff, you go with Exorcist for sure. Um, and let's see, so that's slasher, whatever. And then in in within those genres, I could you know say what I about love more like thriller type. Uh, thriller type. Uh, I mean, you know, Get Out is really good. People Under the Stairs is really good. But I mean, really, would go to the classics. So go in terms of slasher and things like thriller ones. Um, but even uh, Friday the 13th and um, uh, Jason, uh, what was it? Wait, that is Friday the 13th, yeah. isn't it? Friday the 13th, uh, the original Halloween, you know, things like that. Okay. And uh, and then, of course, if you really want to go back, do the classics. Dracula, Frankenstein, you know. I would also this. think, Sean, you talk about films that um, people sometimes reference on set. And I know this is just to, to watch, but... The Shining? You know, I was going to say The Shining, and I was yeah. also going to say um, Silence of the Lambs, just because that won all the Oscars. You know, I yeah. feel like in terms of if you're looking for great performances, if you're a fan of good acting, right. Silence of the Lambs and Sixth Sense are two Oscar-y movies. Sixth that, Sense, for sure, also. Yeah. The so one that really affected me as a kid and made me interested in the horror genre and is still to this day, pro- at least top five horror movies for me, is The Birds. Oh, oh really? my god! That one. Yeah, it's yeah, so it was just creepy. so creepy, and yeah. I remember watching it, flipping, hey, out, just flipping. Are we gonna say Jaws? I guess you, you know? just did, so we're gonna say it. Pretty scary. You did mention as one Sorry of the people that. under the stairs, and this is coming from uh, Hey F U, uh, but he writes out the whole word. What impact did the people under the stairs have in your career as an actor, and how was working with Wes? Well, Wes, and as I think I've mentioned him on the show, nurturing, sweet, cared about the acting, 
even though he'd create this crazy world, crazy situation, but then he just cared that we were living really believably within it. Uh, genuine, emotional, very kind. Um, on my career, I have to tell you, it's very strange. At that time, it is not what it was this this day and age. Horror was not where it was back then. Of course it was known, of course there was plenty of stuff out there, but that had very little respect. So I was in a movie that was six weeks at number one. Six weeks at number one. Damn. And that would mean a lot today. But back then they went, yeah, but it's Halloween and it's horror. Do you know what I mean? And you think today it would get a Oh yeah, I mean there would be pe- well there were yeah, and there would be people who were like Number one for six weeks, that would be huge, you know? Um, So, amazingly enough, it didn't do as much as I thought it would do. The one thing it did for me, honestly, is that that was, I had worked enough and whittled on my waiting table jobs enough, so when that movie came in, I could quit waiting tables. So, that was a big deal. So okay. uh, That's a huge deal. Yeah, it was. No more it waiting was tables a for No Sean. more waiting tables for me. Whaling. I like the different... The, oh, I'm not committing. Wh- Am I not yeah, committing? Whaling. Yeah, but wh- you got to do whaling. A whaling. Whaling. Mm-hmm. And is that different from... Gra- is that too similar? Well, gra- yeah, because it's... Gra- Oh, right. Like, that's ah! like a scare. Like, that's the closet door opens, right? And mine is the attic ghost. That's why you're the pro. That yeah. is why you are the pro. <laughs> uh, getting back to these questions right now. Johnny underscore Joseph underscore Herrera. When getting into character, what kind of inspiration did you use to get into your character? So maybe you can talk about a couple from your horror movies, where the inspiration comes from. Where do I get the inspiration from to do when I do these characters? Um, Like I said, when I'm a victim, like laid to rest or um, hatchet um, or idle hands, you're just playing the character that just happens to be killed, right? So you, you're you just a normal person doing a normal thing. Uh, Roach was probably the most, people under the stairs was my most iconic because he got his tongue cut out, was with these two people who are brother and sister but acting like a married couple who threw him in the basement and he crawled out of there and lived between the walls. That was, you know, working on the cockiness and the friendliness and things like uh, the fact that I was trying to save the girl, but having fun really uh, messing with those people who threw me in there, terrorizing them. But in terms of like the really scary ones, I think you just have to get to uh, part. One point my friend told me this, you're the smartest person in the room and these people just deserve to die. Because they're so stupid. So again, it's that annoyance of, God, how can that idiot cut me off in the street while he wasn't even thinking? And honestly, just taking that up to a level of, you know, I'm I'm doing good in the world. I'm actually doing good in the world by getting rid of you. Yeah. You know? So I think it's more the inspiration of feeling like you're better than or they're that far below you, if that makes sense. Completely does. Yeah. Uh, coming from the live chat right now, Garth McMurray, have you ever been genuinely scared while working on a horror movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have been genuinely scared. 
I'm curious when. Well, when I was on People Under the Stairs, we had, and I did I t- just tell me if you heard the story, but about the Rottweilers chasing us. Did I tell you that story? So the Rottweilers, uh, he, the bad, I steal the little kid that the people are chasing. We hide in the walls. We're running through, and they send their Rottweiler in, this mean dog, to, to eat us. Well, they had a real friendly dog. They kind of went doo 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 and just trotted, and then they had a real aggressive dog. Well, the scene ends with me jumping into a furnace just in time, and the dog jumps on the furnace and goes rah, rah, rah. So it's supposed to have that feeling of oh boy, they, we got in just in the nick of time, right? And shut the door right before the dog came. Well, they use the nice dog, and the nice dog walks up and goes like. <laughs> And they're like, okay, that's not going to work. So they needed the mean dog. So to get him ready, they brought him over, and they had him smell me. And then they walk back, and he just starts going, 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 going. So much, though, that he's on hind legs going, and they're holding him. And they said, okay, Sean, jump in. So I jump in, shut the door. He goes, and then Wes goes, yeah, that that didn't work. And I said, what do you mean? I got, he said, no, but it doesn't look scary enough. Can you stick your leg a little further out before you shut the door? And then I was like, okay. And so it was like, go, boom, shut the door. And he's like, yeah, still not scary enough. Really kind of lean out a little bit and have your leg, you know, up to your thigh sticking out. And this dog is like six feet away from me. Did you think about saying no at some point? No, because I, tr- I, don't, I don't know why. Because everything I just said, I implicitly trusted him. Yeah. You know, but... I it, it scared me for sure. Like it was really scary uh, thinking about that. And uh, he let him go, and I, you know, just and I was terrified to get my leg in there just in time because I knew that dog could do some damage. But it was great because at the end of it, you go, "Oh, good! It looks really scary, and I look really scared." So I am. it was because I am the other end. And the other one was a movie called Laid to Rest, where. They, uh, my mother had died, and to freak me out, the murderer like opens her coffin and has her rise out of the coffin and stares at me, and she's all rotted and stuff. And he didn't really tell me a lot about it beforehand, but where it was in the night and the dark and the fog, and I was cold for real. And I looked over, and it kind of raised up. I was like, "Ooh, this is really kind of creepy." Yeah, love that. Yep. All right, question a little general. Uh, Hanson, mama. Okay. 84. Movies or TV? Which do you prefer and why? Uh, I would... And I'm s- curious your answer as a viewer and as an actor. Uh, TV right now, forget it. I mean, everything's going on on TV for me. So, I mean, t- right now, I would say I... my 80% of my life, I would say movies. But now, right now, everything really, really interesting is happening in TV. There's too much business stuff and too much, many bills they have to pay for movies, so they're not becoming as original as I, you know, I would like. Um, so I would definitely say TV to watch. In terms of working, I would love to be on TV if it was a recurring a recurring role or something that was more than just once and then they call you every couple of weeks or they call you or my god a series regular of course you I would, would want to be a series regular absolutely i would love that i would love that something you know i w- i think i got to put that on the bucket list and go i, I really want to do that what's the number I... one show you'd want to do that on right now man that's really tough because i love so many um i mean hmm Man, that's tough. Well, Game of Thrones just ended, so not that. Yeah, but uh, they've got prequels going on. They got prequels. Some are getting no, canceled. That, yeah. Some are going. 
I mean, that would be really fun. I love shows like Shit's Creek. Uh, you know, um, I used to want to be on Modern Family really bad. Seinfeld I wanted to be on really bad. As a re- but, I mean, they don't do recurrings that much. Uh, Larry David would be really fun. Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love comedies. You're so. naming things that are on, on TV. Uh, Barry. Barry. I would love to be, be a on regular on Barry. Would be really fun as like a t- as like a guy who was a businessman who is going through his midlife crisis, but instead of getting the car and humping the secretary, he goes to acting class. Right. I Good, like the right? pitch. Like the pitch. Barry, are you Maybe, listening? What about American Horror Story? Yes, that would be fun. That would be fun. I would love to see you on a yeah, horror yeah, yeah. show. I could do that, too. Um, okay. This question is coming from um, Ridge Maurer. 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 M-A-U-R-E-R. Maurer. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. What movie did you have the least amount of time on set or most time on set? Which is interesting because you were talking about how you, a lot of time on set you're not filming that often. So is he talking about actual like shooting time? Do you think or, gosh, one of the least amount of time I've had on set was recently uh, Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. I you, I did Rob Zombie's Halloween too, but because of rain, I stay it was in the I had to stay there for many hours, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was short and concise and really really cool. So it was very quick. Um, longest amount of time, yeah, hands down, Twister for sure, six months. So, uh, long ass time. yeah, it's a very, very long time. So, William says, uh, question Have you ever had to work with a method actor a la Joaquin? And if so, what was that like? You know, that's a good question. I never had to be with anyone who was in character the entire time. I kind of thought Philip Seymour Hoffman would be that way on Twister, but he wasn't. He would be with us, but he would step away and, you know, walk around in circles and really get into his vibe and then, you know, uh, come over and be in the scene by that when he was doing it 100%. Now, in that sense, in terms of method, he was method in term, and he would be so so different, and he would be so dusty and uh, you know pushy and shovy and and loud and obnoxious and you know he and I when I would be my character and and be with his he and I would have fun together as our characters, which was really fun, and I think people know. That when they ask, say, hey, let's go to Aunt Meg's house, he and I are going, food, 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 food. And we were doing our little handshake that we developed offset, you know? That was our little fun handshake that we did the whole summer, so we brought it into the movie. And that was really fun to see him change. And then you stop, and then he's just normal, nice Phil, you know? So that's probably the closest I got to something like that. Okay. Question from Lola Magdalene Scott. Again, a lot of we started with a lot of the horror ones, but everybody wants to pick your brain about just being an actor. Right. So Lola says, what was the hardest role to prepare for? The hardest role for me to prepare for was a guy on a movie, Independent Street Level, the uh, serial killer, because I really think there was a time that I just, I was known for you know, Roach was a bigger-than-life character in terms of physicality and facial expressions. And then my commercial, the Got Milk commercial, was big and facially. And then 
then I got work based on that jury duty, and then that thing you do, I was loud and funny and stuff. So this new opportunity came up. I was more mature, and I really, really wanted to dive in to stillness. And so I worked really hard. I'd gotten the, I was an offer. I got the job. But I worked with my friend in New York several times on Skype, really kind of getting absolutely still, nothing, no eye movement, anything, just very quiet. And that's hard for me, as you know. I mean, that's not me. animated, yeah. Yeah, I'm an animated person, so... That was probably the one, and I really highly recommend Street Level. It's a it's a fun movie, but I mean, my I love my scenes, and the the guy I worked with Barry was uh, so amazing. He was so good and so great to play off of. But yeah, I worked the hardest on that one. I think we have time for this one more. Uh, <coughs> it is a horror question. Okay, Jenny wants to know: Have you ever written horror, and was it difficult? Uh, I wrote a horror comedy which crust is that's kind of a horror comedy um in terms of straight ahead horror i don't think so no i never i never wrote a straight ahead horror movie but but horror comedy is the closest i have because i just think there's a for me i love fun movies but man it would be it would be fun. I think it would be a little difficult because, you know, there's so many things out there now and they've done so many things. So how do you remain fresh? You know what I mean? I think I that's the most difficult thing. You, it seems like you prefer horror comedies. Yeah. Yeah. I love funner things. But, you know, in terms of writing the stuff that was scary, uh, no, it wasn't difficult. I tapped into my anger and rage of different things and just let it fly out on the page you know my last few pages on crust are pretty dark yeah and in a good way in, in, a, in a good way but my speech at, you know my my big talks at the end of that thing i mean they're pretty dark but i just tapped into my anger you know i can't wait till people see yes Sean, do you have a favorite horror movie just before we go? In general? Yeah, like one that you have to watch every year or one that you view as like a cinematic game changer. Uh, well, I mean, the everybody thinks that Exorcist was the cinematic game changer for me. And it, I mean, I ran out of the theater at 13 in a cold sweat and panicked in the parking lot. But in terms of, again, fun, Sleepaway Camp, I mean, is my favorite. I've watched it. Uh, probably more than any other movie period in my life. Um, maybe except for maybe a couple Christmas movies, but I've watched that over and over. It's so fun. It's so campy. And now being friends, I was literally on the phone with her today with Felissa Rose, the star who's big on the horror circuit. Uh, was great it, because again, it's so kind of funny, but there's, Really, I don't know how many ones I could revisit. I did watch Exorcist for the first time with my daughters, and for the first time, it didn't freak me out. Whoa! For the first time, but right. I mean, I first saw it at thirteen, terrified, and it took me several viewings to get there. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I I think those are the two. Okay, number ones. Uh, so. Uh, Quick, amazing live sea monkeys. That was my horror. I'm going to talk about a horror stories from the set. Is a horrifying set I had. It was the amazing live sea monkeys. It was all prosthetics. They shot it in a very hot warehouse. We were wearing full head, uh, head to neck uh, prosthetics. 
It was by the Kyoto Brothers who did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, Howie Mandel was the star. And then we had big fat suits on and gloves on. So we would overheat. So we had to have these things called cool suits, which were vests that run cool water to cool down our car or we would uh, our core or else we would pass out. So, oh my God. But then I was really stressed, and because of that stress, I wasn't sleeping. And because of this not sleeping and eating, we talked about this on the mental health thing, then I wasn't uh, sleeping well and I wasn't eating well. So I was losing weight. And so all that caused me to go in there at five o'clock in the morning. And when they started putting that first glue on, like there was a few weeks I would have a panic attack every day as they started putting on that makeup. Uh, well, it, how did they deal with that? I didn't say anything. But, oh, you were having an internal be pro- panic attack? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like I jumped up and ran off the chair. I just sat there and went, oh, God. Because it's that feeling of total claustrophobia. that You know you're going to be in there for 15 hours. You know? Oh and God. then after you'd run around and jump and dance around, I loved playing the character. I actually did. Wait, so what was the... You were in a... It's in a... So it was prosthetics all around my head, fat suit on my body, big gloves on our hands. Yeah, there we are. On YouTube, and then yeah, it was only my eyes. You could only see my eyes, and then uh, and it would take an hour and a half to get out. But when was this? This was two. When was this? It's like ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. But I and you did it because you needed the job. I needed the job, and that's the one that I thought, well, am I going to continue to do this? I don't even know. And that's the one that I came up with. We've talked about on the show when I said I love meeting new people and I love new stuff every day that had nothing to do with actually acting. Um, But one of my friends passed out, and he was literally dragged off the set. Uh, they cut his little head off, and steam came out from the top of his head. Uh... So, I mean, it was a very, very tough shoot, but, but having a panic attack every day for a few weeks, and then I, had to, then I had to call in and say, I have to take a day off. I can't, I can't do this. Sean, the show looks bonkers. Yeah, what is this? Sean? It's a wackety, dackety show. It's just basically like a, it is like the, the uh, banana splits. Where did this Wacky. air? It was on CBS at around 11 o'clock, but the problem was since it was so late, it got preempted a lot by sports. So we got no ratings. But uh, how long were you on the show for? It, I did a whole season, so we probably did like four, 14, You 15. were a series regular? Yeah. I was one of the three live sea monkeys. So it was a nightmare. Did you speak? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We talked and we're goofy. We were like the Three Stooges. We were like the Three Stooges mixed with comedy. So there was one guy that was like a curly. I was like a Stan Laurel. And the other guy was like a mouse. Are you the, one slash... in the, the chubby one in the front? No, I'm in the middle one. The middle one. Do you remember your character name, Sean? No. Aquarius. Aquarius, yeah. I'm the purple one. The, the one with the green and the brown? No, purple at so, the end. So not the middle one. No, not the... Oh, sorry. The, he had a different picture. You're the one with the tall head. Yeah, the tall head. You have lived so many lives, Sean. I am this so confused by this. Yeah. This yeah. It's such a weird show. I. They were talking about bringing it on Did you try to shake Howie Mandel's hand? Uh, no, I did not. He wasn't there. He only did like wraparounds. He wasn't in there very much. He was doing Vegas shows and things like that. So. What the actual? So that is, yeah, check out Amazing Life. I thought Seamus, you said you never been hoping, the series regular. But, I mean, do I count that? I call that my Vietnam. You v- absolutely count this. Yeah. You did 11 episodes. That's my yeah. character. I was, it was the Vietnam of acting. It, and I <laughs> literally, any show after that, whenever anything would get tough, I would literally say, at least I'm not a sea monkey. <laughs> At least I'm not a sea monkey. I live. <laughs> what if they brought the, What if they brought this back for a reboot? Would you want to be in it? Oh, now I would because the makeup is so much better. 
It's so much better now. So much more comfortable. <laughs> it fits know? in perfectly though with like the dinosaurs. Like the nineties in general was kind yeah, just of like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just Is crazy. It CBS. Yeah. This show is on. <laughs> I know. Sorry we're laughing. Josh. No, I love it. It's, it's so bizarre. Isn't is... it weird that I never talk about it? I... It's like traumatic. In That's a weird why. way, this might be the most interesting project you've done. <laughs> well, this, this is, is like... You... Well, I, honestly, you were telling it's the like story. It's like a live cartoon. You started telling the story, and I was very confused what you were talking about. Right. Because and I was like, what to, project what are you is he even referring to? Yeah, way yeah. too casual. You're like, yeah. do it while I was in the Amazing Life Sea Monkeys, you know, when I was having a panic attack every day. Wearing a ch- <laughs> like, Sean, this is nuts. <laughs> I don't talk about it because it was so horrifying. I did Star Trek I for on a eight days, uh, eight days, and they had the same kind of prosthetics. I was fine. I'm on a website right now called School Days, S-K-O-O-L-D-A-Y-S dot com. I don't know what it is, but when I typed in uh, Amazing Live Sea Monkeys, this is what came up, and it's just got your image on it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so wild. I don't there even, we are. I don't well, even I gotta know. talk to the Kyotas. They're gonna try to release them someday. If they release them, I would love to. For I mean, you can. You, this is what it says. For those of you us who could, uh, who never could get our sea monkeys to turn out right, CBS showed what the instant pets looked like, grown to full size, and then some. In the Amazing Live Sea Monkeys, Howie Mandel played a zany scientist who right. enlarged three sea monkey brothers, Aquarius, Bill, and Dave, to human proportions. By the way, why Aquarius, Bill, and Dave? I don't no. The monkey brothers can proved on YouTube, harder to I control think. on dry land, causing plenty of headaches for Mandel's scientists as he tried to teach them to adapt. Sean, what the actual? It's a great. Uh, we gotta watch it a little bit on YouTube one time. It's I'm, and I'm really funny. The show featured expensive special effects and makeup, turning human <sighs> actors into horn-headed, bubble-nosed, web-toed creatures. Yeah, and, and my, you are one of three of them. Yeah, this one guy, Pete. Sean, you have said many times to me that you were never a series regular. I think I don't even count it. It is so crazy that you're saying that because I acknowledge it. But that's but what it's... you said about Westerns. You said I was never in one, and then you remember that you Well, were. no. Someone kind of said, yeah, you were kind... I mean, it's not really like classic cowboy, you know, saloon-type Western. You, you know what I mean? think for sure counts as you being a regular. Yeah. No, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Airing late on CBS morning lineup, the show never found an audience. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dude, it would be preempted by every sport. There it is. Look at me. There I am. Look at me. I'm doing it right there. Were you so excited when you were cast? Oh, I was terrified. <laughs> no, I went in and I said, I don't want to do this. I told my agent, I don't want to do this. Why I don't want to say that. Because I'm claustro- I was severely claustrophobic at that time in my life. I'm not anymore, but I was. Here's and what I'm going to say. I think we need to devote a whole episode to this because we do have to wrap out. But Sean, <laughs> okay. so many questions. All right. I just watched the theme song. Earnestly, one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> we are saving this and doing a show on it. All right. We do this kind of stuff where, like, I know we have to wrap, Jeff. I know. But, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later. Well, I've piqued everybody's interest. I want, as I leave on this mystery, see, it's a kind of a creepy Halloween Wait. mystery. Oh, my God. Billy Belford in the chat. I watched that yeah. show. I forgot all about it. Yeah, it's me. What? And he said, isn't acid great? I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. So, uh, everybody have a happy Halloween. Uh, what are you going as? I'm going at my girlfriend and I, she's going as the Morton Salt Girl. I'm going as Pepper Spray. So, we're going to be Salty Bee and Pepper Spray. That's awesome. Yeah, and you? Um, there you don't know, Mr. Uh, Jeff Gray! 
Uh, first of all, apologize to our podcast listeners for that moment just a second ago when Sean screamed in your ear. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Second of all, I'm going as uh, Kendall from Succession right before he raps to his dad. Out to the OG. Out to the nice. OG Kendall. Are you not watching, show. Sean? I don't. Then, then you're not doing it right. Okay. It's so good. All right. You, you yep. will love that show. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, where can we find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer and watching uh, the Sea Monkey Show. And, and Mr. Fantabulous. Um, second to the Sea Monkey Show, <laughs> Roxy and I are going to watch it immediately after this. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. At that guy SMW on Instagram and Twitter. And Sean Whalen Peeps on Facebook. As always, thank you for letting me part be part of your journey. Our and founder, your Kevin Undergaro, oh. and me, Maria Menounos. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.